Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter. Hello and welcome to episode number 60 of the Transom Podcast for the month of November, which begins as usual with the puzzle of the month. Okay, what is the second smallest number such that when it is divided by 5, the remainder is 4, and when divided by 7, the remainder is 6? Okay, what's the second smallest number such that when it is divided by 5, the remainder is 4, and when it is divided by 7, the remainder is 6? The answer will be at the end of the podcast, which gives you a little bit of thinking time as I uh, ramble on here about some of the new resources added to the Transom website during this last month. I seem to be developing a theme of taking old games and giving them the uh, the digital interactive mathematical treatment. This latest um, edition is the ancient game of worry, also known as Mancola, I think I've pronounced that right, but not sure, which is the generic name for a family of two-player turn-based strategy board games played with small stones, beans, pips or seeds, and rows of holes, pots or pits. So the transom version is called Prime Pips in Pots. Bit of a tongue twister, that which reminds me of the other tongue twister with lots of peas in it. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled pepper. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled pepper, where's the peck of pickled pepper Peter Piper picked? But I digress. So, back to prime pips in pots. Um, This requires players to take all the pips from a pot and distribute them one by one to each pot moving around the board in a clockwise direction. If the last pip increases the number of pips in a pot to be a prime number, then that player wins those pips. And the first player to win 25 pips is the winner. Pupils can play against other pupils, or they can play against the computer. But the computer only considers one move ahead, as I'm not really clever enough to make it think more than one move ahead. So pupils do stand a good chance of winning a game against the computer. So have a go at that. Let me know what you think. And the links to all the things that I'm talking about in this podcast can be found at transom.org slash newsletter. Transom.org slash newsletter. So go there, click on the links and have a go. I'm happy to say that I no longer sketch sine, cosine or tangent graphs um, when showing multiple solutions to trigonometric equations now that I've developed the inverse trig calculator. Now, unlike a graphic display calculator or other graph plotting software, this visual aid shows all of the solutions in a given range and makes it easier for pupils to derive the general solution as they can see the periodic nature of the functions. So I've added this interactive tool to the Shine and Write collection as it was really designed for teachers to use to help explain this concept in a sort of a whole class setting. So if you're teaching um, A-level or IB, 
the high level courses, not the high level courses, in fact, even the standard level courses, um, you might find that tool useful. Right, spoiler alert. The audible riddles are presented in an audible format because they wouldn't work if written down. Now that's a huge clue and should help you solve them quite easily. But your pupils who do not know this fact will have to be really alert to figure out the answers for themselves. So the audible riddles, have fun um, playing them, playing the short clips to your whole class and seeing if they can guess the answers. And in fact, this podcast is an audible format, so I'll give you one of the riddles right now. There are 30 foxes and 28 chickens. How many didn't? Okay, that sounds a bit strange, but it is a riddle after all, and there is a numerical answer. So uh, you'll have to go and check that out. And of course, as a subscriber, you'll see the answer at the bottom of the page, but otherwise have fun working those out yourself. Audible riddles. You are listening to the Transum Podcast. You can find Transum Mathematics at www.transum.org. Now, I really enjoy trying new ways of presenting mathematical activities to both promote a different way of learning and to encourage pupils to be drawn in to a task. This last month, I created Mental Strategies, an online exercise aimed at Year 6 pupils developing a repertoire of different techniques to help them manipulate calculations in their heads. For each calculation, there is a blue button which, when clicked, gives a suggested strategy for making the calculation easier. So, if you're a Year 6 teacher, have a look at that. Um, and that might be a useful tool for you to use with your pupils. And then at the other end of the school range of mathematical teaching, uh, up at the top, the, uh, the sixth form or the higher years, whichever sort of system you use, I'll quickly mention the new T-test revision presentation, um, only of interest to A-level or IB teachers, but I thought I'd just mention it, and of course the, the link is in transom.org slash newsletter. Um, and if you are a subscriber, uh, I have noticed that um, there are still many subscribers that have not entered their school IP address in the system. Um, this is a quick and easy way of ensuring that anyone accessing Transom via your school network sees the site ad-free. So if you go to your My Account section in Transom once you've signed in and just scroll down until you see the IP address form, Fill that in and it will get rid of the ads for everyone in your school. Earlier last month, I listened to the Freakonomics podcast episode called America's Math Curriculum Doesn't Add Up. Most high school maths classes in America are still preparing students for the Sputnik era, according to Steve Levitt, who wants to get rid of the geometry sandwich as he calls it and instead have pupils learn what they really need in the modern era which is data fluency you can hear an excerpt from the podcast coming up right now i believe that we owe it to our children 
to prepare them for the world that they will encounter, a world driven by data. Basic data fluency is a requirement, not just for most good jobs, but also for navigating life more generally, whether it is in terms of financial literacy, making good choices about our own health, or knowing who and what to believe. Math class isn't the only place to teach data skills, but it seems like a good place to start. The current math curriculum isn't preparing students well for either the workforce or the classes they will take in college. It isn't even helping them do well in the new SAT. There's every reason to think that with a bit of retooling, the current batch of high school math teachers could be outstanding teachers of new data-focused courses. Radical change is never easy. We've heard today from a few of those on the front lines of this battle. There are thousands more like them. If you want to join the cause, visit Freakonomics.com slash math, where you can find more information, useful links, ways to contact policymakers in your state, and even a petition. Otherwise, be prepared to hear a lot more of this from future generations. Oh, God. Let the line from the origin to A and the origin to B, two perpendicular radii of a circle centered at the origin... Now, in the UK, all the new A-level specifications require students to explore large data sets, and students are required to perform tasks that assume familiarity with the contexts, um, the main features of the data, and the ways in which technology can help explore the data. Students should also demonstrate the ability to analyse a subset or features of the data using a calculator with standard statistical functions. And of course, last month I mentioned that uh, on the Transom website now there is the GDC Essentials page, which if you're using the TI Inspire calculator has um, demonstrations of lots of the, um, the statistical functions on that calculator that might be of use. Anyway, how can Transom provide resources for learning about data fluency? Now, I I just thought that I've actually got access to large data sets um, generated by people visiting the website and uh, completing activities and doing times tables, questions and all sorts of things. So I've got that data sitting there with huge, huge uh, amounts of entries. Um, But I, I need you to give me some suggestions for how the type of activity I might develop could be useful to you. Well, I'll leave that to you. Please let me know. Okay, finally, the answer to this month's puzzle. And the answer is 69. And I arrived at the solution. Uh, I'm sure there's a more efficient way, but the way I did it was uh, created the sequences of numbers described in the question until I found a term common to both sequences. So, for example, um, the first statement was when divided by 5, the remainder is 4. So I jotted down 4, 9, 14, 19, 24, 29, 34. And the second statement was when divided by 7, the remainder is 6. So I jotted down 6, 13, 20, 27, 34. Um, So I saw that 34 is the smallest number that satisfies those two conditions. So the second smallest number will be one more than double this number, which gives me 69. And my phone just pinging into action there signals the end of this uh, podcast. So I'll talk to you again next month. Bye. 
Thank you for downloading and listening to the Transom podcast. You can find the website at www.transom.org, where you're welcome to use all of the activities absolutely free. Or jump in with both feet and become a Transom subscriber.